Good morning, good morning. It's Brenda Eshin Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for your everyday life, your hot summer day life. <laughs> Zen Wisdom. You know, everyday life is Zen. That's what it is. You know, we think somehow that Zen, what does it even mean? What? It's some. It has many, many meanings to many people. It has to be kind of clarified, I think, a little bit. It can mean Zazen practice, which is powerful and beautiful, structured discipline for the most part. And some people take that primarily to be Zen practice. And of course, it's always manifested. Who you are manifested in your life and how you work, how you walk, how you say hello to someone in the morning, how you wash the dishes, all of those are manifestations and also continuations of Zazen or the meditation, Zen practice. Life itself, you know, Joko Beck, a wonderful teacher said, life itself is the only teacher. And I always love that statement. Life itself, what each moment <clears throat> as it arises is is the teacher, is the practice. We are in a huge practice. So, so for some people, the word practice, they don't like it. It means I'm practicing to get better. I'm practicing to get good. I'm practicing to be, be qualified for something, to be a good piano player or whatever. And, and there's something wrong with how I essentially am. So I have to practice, practice. I have to fix myself up sharpen my tools. Very interesting. Or it means, oh, this is an enforced discipline upon me that I don't want and I don't like and and stop it. I want freedom, freedom, freedom. That's the cry, huge cry throughout actually the ages, the centuries. I want freedom. Well, let's pause. Is that really what Zen is? It's, 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 it's this, it's this. It's let's pause a moment. That's it. Let's pause. Don't run after these endless ideas and thoughts and fears. Let's make space. Let's pause and really consider what is freedom that we're longing for, crying for, fight, dying for, screaming for, harming others so we can have freedom. My God, what a contradiction dominating others to our way, the only way, we hear this over and over, so we can both be free <clears throat> in the name of this or the name of that, <clears throat> in the name of a political belief or party or in the name of a religious belief or, 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 or stream, in, in, there's many in the name of being a good person, there's many, many justifications we offer for Freedom. Do this and you'll be free. <laughs> Do you see the contradiction in that? So we are living with a very inherent and deep contradiction. Let's pause a moment. I've heard people say, all I want is freedom. That's all I want. I don't want anything else. Well, this wanting, wanting, wanting itself makes us unfree. This wanting something to be different than what it is, this wanting to be better than we are right now, this feeling um, life itself is not sufficient. It's not good enough. I'm not good enough. It's crazy. It's madness. I have to impose some kind of 
meaning on it or purpose on it, on and on and on. These deeply, deeply ingrained beliefs make us call out for freedom. Freedom, I want freedom. But we don't stop and take a look and take a feel and really, really deeply wonder, what is freedom anyway? What is freedom? Freedom from what? Who is the one wanting this freedom? (laughs) Could be that person who's wanting it's already free. But we don't know that. We don't know. We're kind of haunted by voices and beliefs and habits and compulsions and on and on it goes. And history, on and on, memories. So the practice of Zen is very simple, really, although it's it can be difficult to actually do it, but it's really pausing, not going along mindlessly with these endless streams of complaints, demands, sorrows. They arise endlessly. There's a beautiful Zen poem, endlessly arising clouds, endlessly arising. Blue heaped upon blue. I remember it says Sheen, my teacher used to love to read that one, and I always loved that one. I didn't know why I loved it. I mean, it's not like you know intellectually why you're responding so deeply to this, but there it is. There it is. Endlessly arising, and that's what we want freedom from, the endlessly arising clouds, memories, fears, whatever they are. So some of us think, well, I'm going to stop them from arising. My memories, my feelings, my fears, my who I am. I'm going to stop it. And many practices are directed to stopping it or hating it or rejecting it. Don't think it works. It doesn't happen. In fact, when we fight, fight, fight everything off, it seems as if we give it some energy, make it real, make it important make ourselves weak. It's stronger than I am. No, 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 no. Not true. Just endlessly arising, arising, and arising. Freedom is to what? I'm not going to define it because how could I do that? Everyone has their own taste of freedom, their own taste of engaging with these endlessly arising clouds. And this practice, for me, maybe it's not for everyone, surely it's not for everyone, but for me it's been a huge support in even enjoying many of these clouds, seeing them differently, being with them differently. Not always. I get caught, of course, like everyone else. However, however, Many, many, many a day that would have been very, very painful. I have feel it's been restored to me through the practice of sitting because my vision, my experience of these clouds has altered. And actually, as we breathe, the precious breath is like a wind. It helps the clouds disperse. I love that image. It helps them blow away, disperse. Return to the... Actually... Return to the, I won't say to the sky, 
return to the blue sky, return to what they originally were. Just as we all will one day return to who we originally are. And I'm not talking about dying. Some people say, yes, when I die, I'm going to return to who I originally am. That's not the point here. No. With each breath, we return to who we originally are. Wow. Now, if that isn't beautiful, what is? We don't stay stuck as one cloud fighting another. One memory Hating another memory. No, no, no. The breath comes in and we're with the breath. We breathe with it. We pay attention to it. We feel it. We're not somewhere off in a fantasy fighting a cloud. We're with the beautiful wind, the breeze, the breath, the air that's constantly breathing us, coming in, going out. And we allow that to disperse the clouds. We allow that beautiful breeze, that beautiful breath to create a lot of space in the sky for us to be able to see what these clouds are, even appreciate them, enjoy them, not get pulled into them or stuck fighting them or hating them. And we are just returning, returning moment by moment by moment to now, to who we really are right now. Here we are. You know, in the scriptures, which I love, as you know, all the scriptures of the whole world, I love them all. I love every one of them. I find so much beauty and meaning and Zen in each of them. So all these fighting between the different points of view is so, it's so misguided because the basic truth comes through the voice, the breath. Same voice. Return to me is what it says again and again. Return to me and I will return to you. Now how could anything be more beautiful than that? What, what, what a beautiful phrase. That is what we do in Zazen. We are constantly returning to now, to the breath, to the body, to the moment, just being there with it fully. And I will return to you. Who is this I that is going to return to you? It's really a big and profound and beautiful koan. It's the voice speaking and answering itself again. Return to me, and I will return to you. Same one, one. Seemingly two. All of us seemingly split, seemingly divided, but no, no. When we return, we return, we become one. We see that we are already one. Now that's another word, just one. It's another word and it has different meaning for different people. But it's not even about what the meaning is. In Zen practice, it's about the direct experience of that oneness, which is enormously profound and freeing. We look for freedom, freedom. What do we, what do we need to be free from? Maybe it's the sense of being estranged, disconnected, separate, lonely, abandoned, 
outcast, all of that. No, no, but none of it's true. It's a sense, it's an illusion, but a very powerful one. And it tortures us in this world. I have my body, you have your body, we're all separate. You have my beliefs, you have your beliefs. I'm the only right one, you're the All separation speaking. And then the voice or the breath or the spirit comes and says, return to me. And I will return to you and speak about a mantra or, a, or words of guidance when you take a step. It's not just sitting on the cushion. When you take a step on the street, return to me. Oh, you're returning as you take a step, as you cook a meal, as you share with others, returning, returning to the truth. To, to your original nature, to your freedom, to your original freedom from the clouds that come and pull us in all directions and really cloud our vision, our inner vision. You know, it's funny, I was going to, I was going to give a talk on a totally different subject, slightly different, not totally different, nothing is totally different, but when I <clears throat> picked up today's, uh, my little, I, I'd record this on my phone, to, to um, give the talk, I had something else in mind, and this has just popped right through, <laughs> so of course that's wonderful. I was going to talk about the same thing as this craving for freedom in a different form, the feeling that we have failed, that we're such failures in life. We somehow cannot make the grade. Somehow, no matter how, I've heard this again and again recently from people, no matter how hard I'm trying, I don't know how to, how to do what I need to do. I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to fall in love. I don't know how to help the people. I don't know how to make money. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know how. I'm, I'm not living up to my standards. Ooh. That's a topic for another, for another podcast. We need a lot of time for that. But if I just say, these are, again, very strong demands coming at us and crushing us. So I would just say from the Zen perspective, if anything comes and it crushes you, it makes you feel, I have failed, I cannot go on, we then just, that's not, then just, Remember, return to me and I will return to you. Return to your breath. Return to this step. Return fully to the moment, to what's who you are right now, what you're doing right now, what you're breathing right now. It's very normal to want it to be something else, be somewhere else, be someone else, but that is the peak of unfreedom. Return to who you are with with appreciation for it. Just want to say one more thing because time is going. We carry on that nobody appreciates us and we want to be appreciated, seen, heard, blah, blah, known, all of that. None of it will make a difference unless you appreciate you, who you really are. <clears throat> unless you appreciate this moment just as it is and you just as you are without having to prove yourself morning, noon, and night. You're here. Return to here. 
When Spirit was asked, where are you in the scriptures? It said, here I am. Which is the same thing as return to me. I'm not somewhere else or someone else. And you're good enough. You're everything. Return. So thank you very, very much for listening. I appreciate all of you greatly and your beautiful emails. And and I thank you for listening. And I appreciate the blessed opportunity to offer whatever comes forth. So thank you and have a beautiful, beautiful day. The um, URL for the podcast is zenwisdomtoday.com. And as you know, um, I can be reached at topspeaker at yahoo.com. Thank you.